Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. If you like the podcast, then I am sure you will want to know that we originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn. So you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is just the freshest fucking famous dead people you can goddamn get. You're about to hear the episode where I interview 20th century poet and musician Leonard Cohen, played by comedian Austin Sanders, and Argentinian Marxist revolutionary Che Guevara, played by comedian Megan Gray. It was a great ep. Uh, Don't forget to go out and buy my book, Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is me making fun of Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway for like 140 pages. It is super duper funny and available now. In addition to buying and loving my book, please leave a dope review on Amazon. Leave a dope review on iTunes of this podcast and all that stuff. But you can do it when you're finished listening. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Che Guevara and Leonard Cohen only on Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are Canadian singer, songwriter, and poet Leonard Cohen. Uh, and Marxist revolutionary and major figure of the Cuban Revolution, Che Guevara. Hola! Uh, Mr. Guevara, Mr. Cohen, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, now, Mr. Cohen, I'd like to start with you. Now, you were an extremely prolific songwriter and poet, but your most famous piece is arguably the song Hallelujah. Um, but that's only became popular after a few other artists covered it, and especially after uh, Jeff, Bugley, Jeff, Jeff Buckley passed away, um, how do you feel about the trajectory of that song? Like, did you always know that it was going to be huge? Do you wish that it didn't outshine all of your other work? Like, what's your relationship with that song? Well, uh, uh, all, all of my songs are about uh, blowjobs. And all of your songs oh. are about blowjobs. Every single one. Every single one. It sounds, uh, it's, uh. it didn't make sense when you first said it, but now that I'm like going over the catalog, it kind of, if you think about it, kind of it, tracks all, a little bit. Yeah. And so, and so could, would you, let's walk through Hallelujah then as uh, an example of that, just because for, for the listeners that might not be as on board as me and Che Guevara yeah. are right now. I heard there was a sacred chord. So right there, I'm starting off. I'm like talking about there's uh, this one person who gives a, a really mean BJ. Okay, oh. a sacred chord. A sacred chord. That's okay. what we called it back in Canada. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh, oh that's got to be a regional thing then. Yeah, right? yeah it was. Okay. Uh, it was like uh, the date went well last night. I got a secret chord. Uh, it was a Ooh. secret or sacred. I I just want to be clear for our listeners here. A secret. A secret chord. Secret chord. Uh. Secret chord. Okay. Is there a similar one for a hand job? I'm wondering because uh, maybe, maybe maybe some way that it uh, links up also in the song. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, we called it a, we we called it a hallelujah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah. All right. So the entire song is all right. So it's it's about a blowjob. The hook of it is about a hand job, though. I mean, that sounds like a classic Leonard Cohen misdirect. You know, like you you title the song something that it's not really about. I, mean, I almost I almost called right? the song everything but. Everything but yeah, I yeah. almost called it everything but but All uh, right. no, the, the, uh, I like that the song has been uh, played on a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. The Jeff Buckley version, mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful I, version. Yeah, it's all right. I don't I don't like his voice all that much. He does. I mean, it's a little willowy. Uh, I mean, I know it was very of the time. You know, mm-hmm. like at the time we were all yeah. blown away. It was the late '90s, early 2000s, and we just couldn't believe the way that this guy sounded. You know. That was always my biggest problem with his stuff is his his singing is really terrible. <laughs> you think Jeff Buckley's got a terrible voice? I think I'm, that's a stretch. I, I, well, I don't think so. I, I I like a guy who I don't know has a little bit of uh, history in his voice. Oh, like more of a uh, Tom Waits or something, or a Leonard Cohen if you. Or Leonard Cohen, no, I would never. That's you. Yeah. See. Yeah. How much money did you make off that song? Off of Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm. How much money did I make? Yeah. I mean, you must got a lot of royalties, royalties from all the covers and things like that. 
I made uh, $10,000. Oh, not bad. Yeah. It's a pretty 10, good scratch. 000. You could probably fund a lot of revolutions with that, uh, right, Jay? CCC, yes. That's why I ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I have a similar question for you, Mr. Guevara, because okay. you had this epic life. You had oh, an incredible yes. impact on Cuba, and you've been uh, with yes, so many yes, people. Yes. But what you're most famous for is probably just that image of you with uh-huh. the hat. Yes. You know, the, the, the photo titled... Uh, Guerrillero Heroico. Oh, I think Guerrillero Heroico. Yeah. They, see, see. <laughs> it really rolls oh, off yeah. the tongue. Uh huh. Yes. So, and some people call that the most famous photograph in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yes. does it bother you to sometimes have all of your life's work distilled into just that one picture? Oh, no, no, no. I love it. It's because uh, that, that's little known fact. That wasn't the first take. We had, there was a whole photo session. Oh, so that was like a shoot. Yeah, that, that was a shoot. It was okay. like an all-day shoot. So finally I was just like, oh, great, we got one of them out. <laughs> and you know what? What I like about uh, that photo is that, like, everyone kind of, like, knows me. And you know what? That's really good for uh, my business, for uh you know, I've got lots of businesses, Jared. And so you, so, so you have entered the the capitalist system. Is it fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. It's always been. It's okay. a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, so my image, I'm like, yeah, get it out there, baby. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, get me on there, cause uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I also sell timeshares. So oh, yeah. And pills. Wow. Yeah, okay. So vitamins. you. So these are the. Th- these are obviously like your now projects. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. were very anti-capitalist back in the day. Like yeah. you, you would never think of trying to, uh, forgive the pun, but capitalize on your fame and notoriety in the past. Yeah, I sort of got, I was like, uh, another week without a shower, and I was like, (laughs) ugh, gross. I was like, oh, man. Just done with living in the jungle. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta change a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and I gotta, I gotta, like, clean up a little. And so I, I, I saw all this money, and I was like, why not? Mm hmm yeah, I mean, well, you have this whole untapped market there of college students because college students are the ones that love that image uh, of Che Guevara. You know, yeah. this is actually the thing that I think the two of you have in common most is that you know college students will talk about both of you in a, in an attempt to be the coolest person in the room. White men in college yeah. love both uh, of us. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. Start a hacky sack. Just start talking about <laughs> us. Get some devil sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, see. Yeah, it's... if you want to be a white dude in college who gets laid, you got to talk about the mm-hmm. politics of Che Guevara. Yeah. and you talk about how you know all about Leonard Cohen and nobody else does. Get you out know. an acoustic guitar and yeah. start. Yeah, start I don't know jamming. if you know about this guy Leonard Cohen, yeah. and then just start like playing. Sincerely, L. Cohen. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I signed off some of my songs. I would go sincerely, El Cohen. Oh, wait, you would. Uh, so that, that's how you would end your songs. You would just say sincerely, El Cohen. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, that's, you know, that's I'm good. not. Uh, I have to be a hundred percent frank here. I I know of your work, but I'm not oh. very well versed in it. You know, oh. like I was surprised by how prolific you were in in doing you know research for this interview here. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's link back to. Um, uh, to Leonard Cohen here. So you were raised in a fairly conservative Jewish household. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I read that you described it as very messianic childhood. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, I grew up, but I also grew up reading a lot of, about a lot of other religions. So it wasn't just Judaism. It was mm-hmm. also Buddhism. It was also Christianity. It was okay. also... Those are all, of course, great religions that you just mentioned. Uh, every single um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wonderful faith. You know, yeah, we don't discriminate yeah, yeah. here. Absolutely. Um, and it's, I, I thought that's one of the things I found interesting about your life story is that so you, you have this very traditional upbringing and it's something that you don't really let go of throughout your entire life. But, you know, as a singer and a poet, you seem kind of anti-authoritarian and um, I, I would assume that religion would be like the first thing to go. It's it's like one of the things that happens when you yes. when you are anti-authoritarian, right? But religion is the ultimate story, you know. Mm-hmm. Like religion is the ultimate love affair that is doomed from the start. Ooh, so, elaborate on that if you will. That's a classic Leonard Leonard Cohen analogy there. Uh, all uh, all relationships are doomed from the start. They will never go much longer than a weekend's tryst. A weekend's Wrist. Wow. And religion is the ultimate is the ultimate uh is the ultimate experience of being with somebody who totally gets you in the moment and then you're like calling each other late at night because you've had way 
too much black coffee mm-hmm. and you've had way too much whiskey and vodka <laughs> and you've been sitting around writing poetry all night about the goddess who left you and you're seeing you're seeing your 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 true love through the vapors of smoke and you're sitting there and you're realizing oh my god I love that woman I need her back and then you call her and you're drunk and you're like, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, God, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this. I'm writing a song about you. I'm writing a song about you. And then you get off the phone and you realize, oh, why did I do that? I can't believe I did that. And I'm writing a song about that. I'm writing a song about that experience. And that is God every single day. That That's is my relationship and, with God and, uh, every single and day. Blow jobs. Right. And blowjobs. <laughs> and blowjobs. I wrote a really great... All that beautiful things and then uh, blowjobs. I wrote a really, really great... A uh, song about a dream I had where God gave me a blowjob. Mm, oh. Interesting. So many, so many crossroads looking up there for Leonard Cohen. Uh, I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> got three things that are your main thing. Yeah. You got religion, blowjobs, and what's the third thing? Uh, Off track betting. Oh. Off track betting. I would have thought the Chelsea Hotel. Mm-hmm. The Chelsea oh, yeah. Hotel, that would have yeah. been a classic. Yeah. That's I wrote a song about that. I wrote yes. a song about Chelsea Hotel. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, is this? A, I'm sorry, Che Guevara. Are you familiar with the uh, the Chelsea Hotel uh-huh. song? You're referring oh to? yes, yes. Uh, che and I used to pal around at the. String, yeah. Oh really? gosh. Yeah, well, we uh, gotta let loose sometimes because um, revolution uh, stressful. is stressful. Really stressful. And that's you know when I started, uh, I realized like, hey, you know. Money uh, goes along with some of those blowjobs, which sound real good. So I hand in hand, yeah, hand in hand, in hand uh, that you think H-J's. are important. Hallelujah, yeah. we call them in Canada. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The things that you think are important that you're that you're coming across in this interview are really different from the things that were important in your life, which I'm really fascinated by. Like yeah. you know, we Wikipedia uh, Che Guevara says that uh-huh. you were. From a young age, showed an affinity for the poor, and I was wondering if you would expand on that. Like, what does it look like for somebody who who's looking at a young Che Guevara yeah. to say that he has an affinity for the poor? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, well, I sort of I uh, was drawn to the poor, wanted to help them, but then I was like, oh, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to. So then I I was like, uh, I'll help them, but you know, I got to do everything for me too. I got to get got to gots to get mine. You know, really. So your entire end game in trying to help the poor, in being a socialist communist revolutionary, uh-huh. was like I don't was know. trying to elevate yourself. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, that's why. I mean, the, the, that image of me—it's just me. There's no poor in that image. It's just me. How much so, money did you make from this T-shirt? Oh, the, ooh, oh. Did, you, did you get royalties on this T-shirt? Like. Twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's yeah. twice. Like twice. That's twice oh, what Leonard so Cohen jealous. made on Sorry, Hallelujah. Leonard, Cohen. Oh, Leonard yeah, yeah. Cohen is so jealous of Che Guevara. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> See, oh, wow. see, this is what happens. I just really didn't think that you guys would be so fixated on on finances the way oh, that yeah. you are. You know, like, yes. I mean, it really seems antithetical to uh, to your life philosophies. If you're just joining us uh, here on Famous Dead People, this is Famous Dead People on Radio for Brooklyn, and my guests today are Marxist revolutionary Che Guevara, Hola. and Canadian singer songwriter Leonard Cohen. Hola. Uh, so Che Guevara, yes. um, I read something in Wikipedia that kind of fascinated me. It seems like, I mean, you had a very intellectual upbringing. Like yeah. You read, uh, you know, a lot of the classic authors, yes. a lot of the classic theorists. You had a lot of schooling. You were yes. a doctor. But what I read is that in your CIA file, they said, quote, Che is very intellectual for a Latino, which I think is like oh. really patronizing. You, oh. had, you hadn't heard that before. <laughs> oh. I hadn't read my CIA file. Oh. Yeah, this information wasn't That's known to you yet. rude. It's oh. really rude. That's horrible. It's pretty racist. Yeah. It's, it's similar to saying like, you know, she's good at something for a girl, you know? Yeah, yeah. Butter face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! I, I'm surprised that that stings you. I mean, like you didn't have a great relationship with the CIA no, in your lifetime. No, we were not on good terms. But that, but that stung you a little extra hard. Oh, extra hard, because I'm sm- I'm a smart guy. So yeah, it's you're really like, smart. Hey, oh, come on, CIA. I always said nice things about them. Did, you, you did? You said the nice things about the CIA? Yeah, nobody wrote that stuff down. Right? Yeah. So you'd be you'd be like leading a revolution yeah. against the capitalist imperialist forces, yeah. uh, the CIA shadow coups. Yeah. And what were you saying about the CIA? But you don't want to say anything bad about them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say anything bad. I mean, I let's, like, let's be civilized hey, at least. We're all, we're all people, right? Like, yeah. we're all guys, right? We're all people. We all have, like, blood and flesh. And so 
I was like, hey, they probably, we kind of could listen to the same music maybe. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Like, what was a nice thing that you said about the CIA while you were, let's say, in Cuba fighting off the yeah. uh, the Bay of, you know, yeah. well, you were in the Bay of Pegs, so let's say, no, no, you know, no, no, like no, no. during uh, during one of the early revolutionary yeah. periods. It's like, hey, they got nice hats. You see those hats? <laughs> those are nice. We didn't, we were not getting hats like that down in Central America. I, I, can, so, I can believe yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, I had a beret. Mm-hmm. They have fedoras. I would love a fedora. You would, would prefer to have had a fedora. Oh, yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even get one for that that photo shoot, that famous <gasps> no, photo shoot no. of yours. Photo shoot. I asked, I demanded. I had a rider <laughs> and I said, I want... Uh, uh, only, only brown M and M's. That's what I want, mm-hmm. and I want uh, a, a fedora and also like a lion skin rug. Yeah, so in your a mind, lion skin. Yeah, in your mind, the perfect photo would have been you maybe lying down, lion on, on a lion. lion. <laughs> yeah, See, I'm the king of revolution. He's the king of the jungle. So okay, I see yeah, the link that's up there. what I wanted. That, but that one did not come out good. Mm, yeah, that is a, that is a real shame. Yeah, did it look like the Burt Reynolds? Yes, post? no, there's exactly. that famous Burt Reynolds picture. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I did it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Burt Reynolds, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably not the only thing that he that he copied from Che Guevara. Uh, mustache. Burt Reynolds got a lot of his stuff from, from Che Guevara. Yeah, I, don't think, yeah. I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a controversial thing to say. It's, no. Have you seen Gator? I have a, seen Gator. There's a lot of communism in that movie. <laughs> a lot of oh, shame a lot. in that movie. Yeah. But let's link uh, back. Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. Cannonball oh, Run 2. And 2. It's yeah. basically a, you know, a Marxist manifesto. Yeah. Um, but let's, uh, let's go back over to Leonard Cohen here for a moment. So at the beginning of your career, you're doing mainly poetry. Uh, your first book of poetry is called uh, Let's Compare Mythologies. And I'd like I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that book, like, you know, where the title came from. Like, what were you trying to accomplish with the poetry in that book? Let's Compare Mythologies. Well, it was uh, that was an opening line that I had whenever I would go to a bar. Okay, that was the way that you would start a conversation with somebody. Yeah, I'd find a pretty girl. And I'd say, "Let's compare mythologies." Ooh, okay. Did and that she have would a... tell me all about her religion, and then I would tell her all about my religion. All right, and and, uh, and you know, would that eventually lead to you two getting involved in some sort of intimate relationship? But like three hours later, a hallelujah, yeah. Ooh, not bad. I, I, mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe player cards, right? Maybe a, a secret chord uh, later, uh, also. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if you're lucky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, I was never lucky in love, but uh, but anyway, all all those uh, that that was all about just uh, you know, again, the greatest love of all, the greatest the greatest stab in the back of all relationships is the relationship between man and his deity. And his deity. And you, yeah. of his course. His penis. Che <laughs> <laughs> Guevara. Sorry, sorry. Come on. So, ah, sorry. I, was trying to get, I was trying to give Leonard Cohen here the benefit of the doubt. Oh, and no, be no, like, no. That's where I was going with it. That's where I was going. I don't but, have anything else to say. Listen, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to give you the layups to talk, you know, to be a 13-year-old sense of humor here. Like, Leonard Cohen, like, let's really get into... The soul of your work here. Hey, Jared, pull you know, my finger. Okay. I'm not going to pull your finger. Pull my fi- no, no, come on. Oh. Just see what happens. Is there, are you going to fart when I pull your finger? It, no, no, no. no. I'll, you promise no. me you're not going to fart when I pull your finger, Leonard Cohen. No, no, no. I'm going to make up a poem on the spot. Oh, you're going to oh, oh, oh. I, I'd be a fool not to, not to pull this After finger right here. I go pull. Right. Oh, Leonard oh, Cohen. Oh, that was a beautiful Making poem. up a poem on the spot that's yeah. Canadian for farting. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Guys, so, don't get near me. I had chili. I'm going to make up a poem on the spot. Ah, chili. Uh, I, feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in Toronto with all these uh, Canadian aphorisms. Aphorisms? Uh, Is that the uh, Aphorisms? Yeah. Vernaculars? Aphorisms. I don't know. Uh, idioms? Colloquialisms. idioms. Colloquialisms. Those are all both yes. better words than what I was trying to say. So, yeah. so this is basically your pickup line. Let's compare mythologies. Yeah. Why title your book of poetry that? Like, are, is your book of poetry... Uh, like, like, because I'm trying to pick up the reader. Ooh, I'm interesting. To pick up the reader is okay, metaphorically, of course. Yeah, well, in other ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the reader to read this book and mm. and and see what I have to say. And they they all they all in the same way. It just it's like a call in the middle of the night. And I'm sorry I left you. Oh, I see the Christ. goddess sitting across from oh, yeah, me. These always take a long time. Too yeah, much these take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just a lot of like uh, mm-hmm. letters and then looks like of... you passed out there. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. 
I'm stone cold sober right now. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. shock. It is a real shock. I did not think that. And it is the last thing I thought you were gonna that you were going to reveal to us. I haven't had a drink in 45 years. In 45 oh. years, that is extremely oh. impressive. I quit can you, smoking when I was a teenager? Can you imagine what you would sound like if you still smoked and drank? Like that is. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's, I'd sound like Jeff Buckley probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd sound like garbage. The <laughs> I'd sound like garbage coming out of a beautiful man's mouth. Jesus, do you really? Do you really think that he sings poorly, or do you just have like a little bit of uh, animosity towards him for recording what what could be argued is a more popular version of your song "Hallelujah"? It's the most popular one. I mean, the Peter Gabriel one is more popular than mine. The, do you sing ev- almost every version of "Hallelujah"? Is the Rufus Wainwright one was in fucking Trek. Mm-hmm. Did you see yeah. that they yeah. played it in it's Shrek. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a song about a blowjob and, and a, it's and in a movie Shrek. about a, about a green ogre. Yeah, with kids sitting. There. Well, green ogre is what we called getting a hand job yes. when I was yes. in high school. Yeah, oh, really? That's an LA yeah. thing, I think. That's like a West okay. Coast vernacular. Mm, yes. um, Can I ask Jake <laughs> what do they call this in Cuba? Oh yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> it's uh, uh, a blowjob is. <laughs> Eating a taco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really offensive, Jaguar. <laughs> it's extremely offensive. Uh, 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 it's, a good, it's a good thing you're from South America. I because am. Otherwise, that would be very offensive. I, I opened the door to this, and I don't regret it at all. No, I don't think you should. You know, this is what this, this show is for. Uh, uh, yeah. But so, uh, Che Guevara, yes. so in 1948, you take some time off school to travel. You end up in Chile, where you are appalled by the working conditions of the copper miners. What exactly yes. did you see that enraged you and perhaps started the fire of anti-imperialist fervor? Oh, yes, they were working so hard, Jared. So hard, so long, such long days. No one had a weekend. No one mm. had disposable income. Yeah. Nobody could afford a timeshare at a very nice price in the Poconos. Nobody could do any of if those we could just, things. If, if we could touch just a, a pin in you uh, talking about your um, timeshare your, opportunities, your, your side businesses yes. for the moment. Okay. Like I really want to get into like what you were doing early on in your life. Yes, you yes, know. yes. okay. Yeah. All right, so you, uh, but they just didn't have time for uh, for family, for work, for uh, their only work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought that was unfair. And yeah, I said, a hundred percent unfair. And what were you like? Were you trying to uh, rally them together, or was that, uh, ju- or were you just sort of like on an observational tour at that point? I was rallying everybody. I was like hanging out with these guys in the mines, and I, and I said, "Hey, uh, uh, yo soy Che Guevara," and uh, I just fantastic I- Spanish. <laughs> Si, si, si. That's, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm from. Como esta? Uh, bien, et tu? Uh, bien. Oh, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm in Argentina right now, guys. Si. It's really... Si, si, si. Uh, yes. So uh, we, I said, hey, guys, let's, 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 we are, uh, if you have a bunch of sticks together, mm-hmm. it's harder to break than just one. Hmm. So that's, that's what you told the, uh, the copper miners. That. Yes, yes. And I mean, that's true. You know, it's, when you bundle sticks together, yes. it's, it's harder. It's to a better it's a better metaphor than copper because copper is actually very hard. It's Even a single itself. piece of <laughs> copper is very hard. But so if I you knew, bundle a bunch of copper together, it's a lot harder. It is a lot Even harder. more harder. difficult. A lot harder. But that's like a, a scale thing. Like, you yeah. know, like you can you can show a person like breaking one thing of a stick. But if yes. you try, if you like, you like try to break this copper and they're like, I can't, I guess I'm strong yes. enough by myself yes. to. The, these miners were sticklers for, uh, you know, visual metaphors. And like, yeah. can you at least put this into some sort of copper based metaphor for us? It's what we know. Yes. It's what our life is. So it was, yeah. Uh, um, not to, uh, not to harp too much on the, uh, the titles of your poetry collections, but you had another poetry collection, come Leonard, at, Leonard come Cohen. At me. Come at me, suit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a suit. Yeah, come on. That's what that? you're wearing. Look I at you. Look well, at you. I want to look, look good for my for my podcast. I'm, I'm hosting. I'm hosting the incredible Che Guevara and Leonard Cohen. I want to look. I want to look respectable, right? Yeah. I don't. Uh, see, I don't see why you should hold this against me. That's a fine backtrack bow tie. <laughs> I'm sorry, backtrack bow tie. Yeah, that's a fine backtrack. You bow tie. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You calling me a bow tie? Yeah, I understand. All of these are pejoratives. Yeah. Ascot. For, Yes, <laughs> trying bolo to, tie to dress nice. See, the thing is, I'm having a problem. Your here. suit, your bow tie, and your bolo tie. Yes, <laughs> too many ties. Too many ties. Say. Take one of them I'm off. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna wear every kind of tie. What am I, a farmer? Like you know, I, you wear. Oh, now you're coming after every, farmers. You're gonna oh, make Che oh, mad. You're gonna make Che mad. Oh. Even though Che doesn't like farmers, you're gonna make Che yeah. mad. Oh, CCC. Che only likes lifestyles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, you two. I don't want to, I, I do not want to be at the receiving end of your fervor. You're both even, well, I would say, more sellouts than I am. Oh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm sitting here. Please spare He revolutionized me. a whole country, and I wrote some of the best poetry that anyone's ever written. Yeah, for... And what the yeah, hell did you do? for money. I'm doing this radio show for the love of the game, so that people can listen to the secret inner workings, the thoughts, the the, the unrevealed biographies of some of the greatest people that have ever lived, and I'm getting, I'm getting zilch. For this. You are providing free radio in Brooklyn, so free, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I accept wait, your apology. It also could go that that you're keeping radio out of Brooklyn. Hmm? How do you figure? Well, radio free Brooklyn. Oh like, well, yeah. Like we're well, we're free of radio because of our organization. I yeah. suppose it could be read that way, but I think that people understand that because we're a radio station, not we're clear. not. That's not clear. Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> As a poet and a lyricist, I think that you would be a little bit more open to the variety of uh, of interpretations. No, I wrote about three things, Jarrett. I said it just a minute ago. All right, yes. that's fair. That's fair. So let me ask you this about one of the one of your poetry collections was See. called Flowers See. for Hitler, and yeah. I'm really curious about what the title of of that about that book and like where the inspiration for that was and how it reflected the poetry that was inside of it. Talk to us a little bit about Flowers for Hitler. It's a love story from the point of view of Ava Braun. Oh, interesting. So that's that's the that's the story that is th- that is the undercurrent of every one of the poems in that book. Every single one. Okay. It's all from the point of view of Ava Braun. I wanted to know what it would be like. What's the beauty that you see if you're somebody who can love a Nazi? Mm. Not just a Nazi. The Nazi. Nazi. The yeah. Nazi. What kind of person, and what do the what does it sound like? Does it does it sound like calling somebody in the middle of the night? Oh, and then no. you're sad. And you're <laughs> We're like, doing oh, this again. Oh, no. Get the smelling salts out. I look oh. at my goddess from high. Do you want to just like leave for a minute? Yeah, because I, I feel like he's going to be doing <laughs> this for a little yes. while. Get out! I need the room. Get oh, out! I need Jesus. the room. I need to call my ex. <laughs> oh. And I wanted to know. I wanted to know what it would be like. And then you know, just thinking, you know, well, what do they eat for breakfast? And then, uh, uh, do they have poems about oh, Jay, baseball? Oh, sorry. Jay, that is rude. Sorry, that I, is rude, uh, sorry, sorry, I feel asleep. Leonard, Leonard Cohen is talking hey, about the inspiration hey, of this book Hey, listen here, Goop. Listen here, Goop. Oh, so many. I'm sorry, is that a burn in... Uh, che Guevara is the same Paltrow. thing as Goop. Of Gwyneth Paltrow's Yeah, Gwyneth lifestyle. Paltrow's lifestyle. Oh, Goop. Oh. Yeah, no. that hurts. She has no principles. That is a real burn. Uh, mm-hmm. It not. seems you give them, you gave them away, Che. Let's be fair. What? You've uh, given them away. You're, you're selling timeshares now. You're, yeah. you're capitalizing. Diet pills. You, you're doing diet pills. Diet also? pills and vitamins. How do yes. you? What take... are Che Guevara's diet pills? Yeah. How do you sell those? Oh, uh, well, it's basically it's like a, a green bottle with like a, a red star on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. If you want to um... keeping the branding going. <laughs> keeping the branding going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you want to look. Look like a revolutionary. They don't have a lot to eat. Mm-hmm. They're very slim, so that's sort of like be a revolutionary. Ooh, have I, these I can, that's back. actually that was a really good, good explanation. Good that was a pretty really good, good explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what that can was. I let's, trim? Let's work. Let's workshop really quickly. A um, like a tagline for that. It's oh, like yeah, it's yeah. like you don't have to fight in the jungle to look like you do. Oh, oh that's good. Good that's one. Good. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. Uh, let me see if I can get one. All right, Leonard Cohen, go for it. Uh, if you if you want to pick up a lady and she's across the bar. And you're looking at like her this is gonna realize that she looks like your ex. I feel like this is going to be really long. Maybe yeah. had some of my diet pills. That's how she looks so attractive. So incredible. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I really, it really disappoints me that that this is the, this is the level that you've stooped to, Che Guevara. You know, I mean, but you, it, it really. Everybody knows that the, <laughs> that the dice are loaded. This is, we, we're going to have to take a break pretty soon, but I want to finish uh, this segment just with this, that I didn't. Like that that was the song that kind of touched me because I was a big fan of the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater where he is a pirate radio host and oh, yeah. it is it is it was very as you can see instrumental in oh, my I personal see. development you know do you have any pride in knowing that maybe that song in that movie inspired people like myself to do awesome radio shows for independent radio stations like this one it does. You know, Christian Slater was supposed to play me in a movie. He's going to play Leonard Cohen in a movie? He's going to play me in a oh movie. Oh, my God. What they, happened to that deal? That would have been incredible. Well, there, there, are, competing, there are competing biopics about my life. Mm-hmm. And so they both kind of... 
yeah, exploded? Yeah, yeah. They, they exploded. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was going to play me in a movie. <sighs> mm, well, I'm glad that uh, didn't happen. Uh, I think Brian Cranston might make one. <gasps> For an older Leonard Cohen? Uh, no, he's actually going to play you my and- manager. <laughs> and then the woman who played his wife, is it Anna Gunn on Breaking Bad? Okay. She's actually going to play me. Oh, I'm gonna be oh. really nice to get those two together. Again. She's gonna play me. I, I was gonna say oh. I would love to see a movie where where Brian Cranston plays like a teenage Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I think that sells itself. Uh, but we gotta take a short break. We will be right back with Leonard Cohen and Che Guevara on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead Everybody, just want to take a quick break from the show to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends all about us. That stuff helps us out a whole bunch. Yeah, recommend the show to your friends. I don't see why you wouldn't do that since you like it so much. Uh, feel free to hit us up anytime you like at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You can send us feedback or if you have a Famous Dead person that you want to have on the show, I would love to accommodate you, a fan of the show, and put your favorite Famous Dead person on here. Also, go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It's super funny. Go buy it at a bookstore. Go buy it online. It is available to order right now. And lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash people and click on the Sponsor This Show button. All those donations help to keep awesome content like Famous Dead People on the air. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Bernstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are Marxist revolutionary and central figure of the Cuban Revolution, Che Guevara. Hola! And Canadian singer-songwriter and poet, Leonard Cohen. Welcome on back to (laughs) Famous Dead People. (laughs) Ooh. Everybody knows that the <laughs> dice are loaded. Everybody That's a really knows. nice little because obviously you've heard the theme song to my show, and it doesn't famous sound anything. Dead people, yeah, it has. Dead sounds people. like you, you have a new you a new know. song. Yeah, I'd really love to. Maybe we can get like a couple extra extra moments in the studio uh, after we finish the interview, and you could just like lay that down for me. Maybe we could do a little re-record. We'll get some backup singers in here. How would you feel if you, your after Hallelujah, the most famous thing that you ever did was cover the most uh, the famous people dead? Sorry, how would you feel? Let me start this over. How would you feel if you the 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 most famous thing that you did after Hallelujah was a cover of the famous dead people intro song? I feel fine about it so long as nobody covered it afterwards. And then you just then it's everybody's favorite thing to do is to take one of my songs and then to cover it just because oh they they have they have a singing voice. Mm -hmm. They well you have a sing you have a singing voice, Leonard Cohen. I'm a real singer. It's, yeah, it's singer. it's great. It's it's you know it's got it's got gravel to it. It's got life. It's got history. You know, like you really you really feel like you are you know um uh, uh being intimate with the people that are listening to your songs because of how raw your voice is. I would say I'm thinking of doing a covers album so that people can hear what a song really sounds. Ooh, oh. like what what kind of songs Jay, do you what's cover? Your, what's your favorite song? Jay? <laughs> oh, uh, come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Okay. Uh, so you would cover "Come On, Eileen." Uh, Poor old Johnny Hayes, I sent a post to say it on the radio. Can I just say, I like how you started from the beginning of that song? I'm going to sing the whole song. Well, I have, like, I... Remember to could I make a suggestion? Maybe maybe an album of duets between the two of you? I think that would be, oh, would be oh, pretty incredible. That's, that's Ooh, do you guys know do you guys know um that song from Greece where there's Summer like, Summer Love and Summer Love with this guy apart and the girl part. I would say Leonard Cohen used to do the girl part and uh, and Che Guevara, Yay, you should do the guy yes, parts. John Travolta. All right, maybe yes. if I could just start you up. We don't, we don't have to do the whole song. Maybe uh, we just like hear a little bit. Okay, see. Summer loving had me a blast. All right, let her come. Summer loving <laughs> happened so fast. <laughs> Met a girl 
crazy for me. <laughs> Met a guy, cute as can be. Summer days drifted away to the summer nights. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, tell me more, tell me more. Did that you was, get very, very far. far? That's great. Tell me more. Does he does he drive a car or something? I think that's next <laughs> okay. I'm amazed that was great. we knew so well, much of that song. Really good. That was really good. But let's uh, I feel like we're getting off track here. Let's go back to no, a little never. bit more of your No, I don't think so. Of your biography. I think we're exactly getting on, on track. track. So uh Che Guevara, um, you become a target um of this military cool coup in See. Guatemala. Yes. Um Actually, sorry. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. So you, you after all your travels, you decide to go to Guatemala uh, because their president, a man named Jacobo Arbenz Guzman, is redistributing wealth to the poor, and you are in favor of that. So you decide you're going to settle down in Guatemala and be part of that movement. Is See, that right? Yes, yes. Jacobo and I, very good friends, and uh, we would go out and we would uh, we just distribute wealth everywhere. Oh, we said you get some wealth, you get some wealth. Everyone got some wealth. So I said, Oprah. this is, yes, everyone, <laughs> everyone gets some, here's some chips for you. And you that was, chips. that was obviously, you know, very beneficial for the country in general, right? Ah, see, 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 everyone had the same, everyone looked real cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, and everyone had, you know, a weekend and some time off and, time to, uh, you know, uh, to join Primerica, which is a great pyramid, not a scheme, <laughs> but an opportunity. <laughs> So it's a was, pyramid yeah. opportunity. Yes, 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 pyramid opportunity. Wait, how can I get on that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Let her come on. I really wouldn't if I were you. Oh, no, like, no, no. Just, you should. You should. Definitely. Just, I like wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just, you know, it's called a pyramid scheme. The word scheme doesn't have like a good connotation to it. It is specifically it's an opportunity. It's, all right, it's just it's it's not going to work. Just let, let me know. Like nobody no. makes money for it except for the person at the very top of the pyramid. Everyone is, makes all of the money. Yeah, but if I keep, but if I keep selling it, to more <laughs> and more people, and if they sell it to more and more people, then <laughs> I see how there's a tremendous future. See, see, there's like everyone. Yes. Well, so this is obviously like let's let's just imagine that you're back. You're you're young. You're living in Guatemala. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't ever do something like this pyramid scheme then, right? Like, oh no! Like you no. want to distribute wealth to everybody, mm-hmm, and a yes. pyramid scheme is not the way that you would go about no, that sort no, of thing, no, right? No, no. Uh, it was uh, uh, everyone's uh, equal. Everyone's on the same page, and mm-hmm. uh, even like clothes, we were all like, "Hey, let's all like have the same clothes." Which is, uh, yeah, yeah. So I you know, was a- that sounds a little like authoritarian and dystopian, but that's basically what they were doing in the Star Trek universe also, right? Oh, like everybody yeah. wore kind oh, of the same Star thing. Star they had no money. They had no money. But everyone had a little bit of money mm-hmm. and enough to, uh, uh, to, there was some really cool green clothes. That everybody yeah. can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the, what if, 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 you know, obviously... The United Fruit Company, you know, backed by the CIA, created the shadow coup that took over Guatemala and deposed this president. But if that hadn't happened, what would be the end game of, you know, Mr. uh, Our President Arbenz's Jacobo's, uh, you know, uh, utopian society in Guatemala? What would have happened to President Jacobo? Everybody (laughs) knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering like, if you know any more of your songs, Leonard Cohen, because you keep on ending it with the "Everybody Knows" one from that I'm one. Sorry, I track. called you late last night, but I miss you so. <laughs> sorry, Shagovar. What is? Okay. What's the end game in Guatemala? Here? I I think everybody wants uh, a nice car. Everybody wants you know the mm. home, the car, the pool. Everybody wants it. It so. sounds a lot like the capitalist system what? when you when you phrase it like that. I yeah. Guess so. Wow. <laughs> Jared, it really opened my eyes here. I, I, this is it's, it's breaking my heart because I was really hoping that you would say something like, you know, I don't know, that, uh, you know, there's a system in place where everybody gets a fair reward for the work that they do and you're not overly compensated yeah. just for being a manager, you know, just that's for exactly what it owning was. a company. That's, yeah. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. And everyone gets oh. a paycheck and everyone, yeah, and everyone, like, has material goods, right? right. That's I, it. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's a slippery slope in my opinion. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk to Leonard Cohen. If they Cohen. work hard, they make more. Like if they sell more, well, that's the you sell they, more, and then you get your then, aunts and your uncles and all everyone else in your family. They join involved. on with it, yeah. And they mm-hmm. join on, and everyone makes equal pay. Leonard Cohen uh, was Guatemala's uh, economy. Was that run on Amway? Yeah, all of it. Yeah, uh-huh. 
everyone had a share. Uh, I, I mean, it makes a lot more sense that then, you know, uh, Jacobo was forced out because that is not a stable economy. That no. is not a way of, of, that's not a sustainable way to run a country. Yeah. But he you wasn't, know. he wasn't selling enough. That's no, why. that's right. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's why it's collapsed. Yes. Listen, Leonard, let's go back to Leonard Cohen in your career. So you have this, you, you're writing poems, you're writing novels. You decide in your early 30s to branch out into music. And I'm wondering what the motivation was there, all right? Because it doesn't seem like you had a lot of musical training or anything. Like, what was your, where did that desire come from? I had a lot of musical training. Oh, did you? Yeah, I went to Berkeley. You went to, you went to Berkeley College of Music? I did. I went to Berkeley and... I took many lovers while I was there. Okay, just not part of the question, but all right. It's always part of the question. It's always part of the answer. And while I was there, I learned how to play classical guitar. Okay. And I started singing. And I found that people really liked it when I sang, when I opened my mouth. Mm -hmm. People came running because they wanted to hear where that noise was coming from. Well, it is it is enchanting. Everybody it is a little bit It's a little bit like dice. a siren song, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. How many that how... siren song was gravel against gravel? <laughs> yes. Oh, where is Come that on, coming Eileen. from? How many oh, How I many swear. sailors did you entice to their death with that with that beautiful voice of yours, Leonard Cohen? I enticed many sailor lovers to their death with this <laughs> This uh, singing voice, mm -hmm. so it so just it felt like a way to because music is oral poetry. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's, oral. It's... Che, please. Sorry, I am sorry. Che, I didn't do that Jay, one. Sorry, che, sorry. I didn't do that. One. <laughs> Taking every every bit of energy that I have to steer this conversation away from Good thirteen jobs. year old boner filled brains, but oh. it did lead to a lot of secret chords. It really oh, oh. all right. Musicians get a lot of secret chords. That is oh. one of the benefits I hear of being a musician. Yeah, you yeah, know. I got Do you one think from Janis Joplin? You got a <gasps> you got a, a blowjob from Ooh. Janis Joplin. I have a famous song about it. Really I famous. I have a song about uh, the Chelsea Hotel Number Two. Is about her. Is about Janis Joplin blowing you at the Chelsea Hotel. Those were the reasons, and that was New York. We were running for the money and the flesh. Yeah, that was called love. The lovers in song, probably still is for those of them left. Well, you got away, <laughs> didn't you, babe? Uh, no one stopped us. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I, I, it breaks my heart to have to move on, uh, but unfortunately, we don't have time to go through through all of your songs and and the secret Giving motivation. Giving me head <laughs> on an unmade bed while the limousine waits in the street. Oh, but so, but so, yeah. So your first public performance. I know you're talking about your time at Berkeley Music and playing guitar, and people people running towards your voice because it's just. I so, was the guitar guy in the it's, quad. It's so oh, <laughs> so yes. Oh, so you're the guy who everyone's playing ultimate, and Leonard Cohen's there, just like fiddling on the guitar. I know we ain't got money, but I'm so in love with you, honey. But I read from Wikipedia that your first public performance was at a fundraiser that Jimi Hendrix was also performing on. Oh. Is that true, Leonard Cohen? Jimi Hendrix was there. Okay. Jimmy Buffett was there. Ooh, two different. Two Jimmy different Page was there. Jimmy all, Smits. All the Jimmy. Jimmy Smits was there. That is, that can't possibly be true. Uh, why? Che Guevara, that was a shot in the dark, it's right? Not, uh, no, no, I know Jimmy Smits. Do so you know I about think... this fundraiser that Leonard Cohen was at? Yes, all the Jimmys were there. Yes. Oh, every single one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, tell us a little bit more about that event. Like, there were so many incredible Jimmys there and... You know, that must have been incredible. It must have been intimidating to try to go on the same stage that Jimi Hendrix was going on. No, right? I, was, I was there as a peacekeeper because all the Jimmys were fighting, and I got them all in a room together, and I said, listen, we got to hash this out. Ooh, we've wow. all got to go out there, and we've got to put on a show. And Jimi Hendrix said, you're right, Leonard Cohen. <gasps> Wait, and then Jimmy Buffett said, fuck you, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then... Then Jimmy Buffett just peaced. And then yes. Jimmy Page... Jimmy Page was, just went, and then Jimmy Smith's was uh, honestly the handsomest man I've ever seen in my life. Uh, He's a very good looking yes, man, Jimmy Smith is. Did he I, talk about NYPD Blue? Uh, uh, yeah. That's a, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't. He, unless, unless it's he, one unless day. It's an idea that was kicking around in his yeah. brain. One day, one day I'm going to replace somebody on NYPD Blue. <laughs> one day I won't. One day I'm going to be on a show, Jesus. not as an original cast member, but will arguably come to define it as a replacement. 
Let's um. I feel like this is going off the tracks here. No, this is, no, this is where it <laughs> needs go. to be. Let me ask yeah, you, Jacob. So you become a target of the uh, of the CIA because you're extremely vocal yes. uh, vocal uh, criticism of this military coup that's taken over Guatemala. Yes. Uh, you escape to Mexico where you meet up with Castro and you agree to join his movements. Uh, and biographers have noted that there were some contrast between you and Castro personality wise. Yes. What do you think they were referring to? Like between like you and Castro, like what were the difference oh. between you guys? Okay. Castro kind of a jerk. I would say nice things about the CIA. Mm-hmm. He would say bad things. He was like, Oh, he was like a dick to mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. He was like, don't do this. Don't do this. And I was like, oh, come on, Castro. Be a little, be a little bit more flexible. You were trying to get Castro to be a little bit more flexible and easygoing. Yes, yeah, that is I'm interesting. And all the things that you just described are things that I thought you would have in common with Castro. Oh no, no, know? no, no. We we were a yin and a yang, um, uh, ebony and ivory. We were different. <laughs> ebony and ivory. <laughs> I was hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were very different. I I'm was... surprised that, I mean, if you have nice things to say about the CIA, that Castro would want to work with you at all then, right? Uh, he knew that uh, I was very charismatic and that mm-hmm. everyone wanted to follow me. So he was he was on board with that. Also, he was jealous of my hair. He, I mean, and he also, I mean, bad hats too on his mm-hmm. side. That, yeah, he like a cap. Uh, you know, like a baseball cap is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, could we get better hats? And so. I mean, you're not happy with the beret. You want the fedora. Want and the you fedora. think that the baseball cap is a step down even see, 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 from yeah. what the beret is. It's just, uh, it's just canvas. It's not, uh, there's no artistry to it. So mm-hmm. anyway, I want a fedora. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see that how, how that would be, you know, cause friction between the two of you. Yes. Uh, if you're just joining us uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn, this is Famous Dead People. And my guests today are singer-songwriter Leonard Cohen uh, and Cuban That's revolutionary and iconic South American Marxist Che Guevara. Um, and um, I wanted to ask you, Che, you know, yes. like we're talking about, you know, the friction between you and uh, and Castro. Oh, yes. But you were both fighting for you, you said that your cause was for the poor, yes. for the downtrodden against the capitalist imperialist american government but the two of you seem to have no problem with murders and execution it seems like you're really blasé about that sort of thing i guess we sort of uh we were like hey we got to do what we got to do and so it was like if someone gets in our way we have to take care of it and that's what we did and you know i never personally murdered anyone you never shot anybody no well in in the biography that in the biographies that reference on wikipedia it says that you did murder a couple people is that infactual Uh, infactual wikipedia is something wrong on Wikipedia? All right, I'm picking up oh. your sarcasm, Che Guevara. That's a Che burn. You're like a Wiki gorilla burn. sarcastic yeah. sarcastro. Sarcastro. <laughs> That's not mine. I can't. I can't take credit for that. Cheo. I cannot take credit for sarcastro. Oh. That was a, uh, from the Tick, the cartoon. Oh. There was a there was a villain. There was a there's a superhero named Sarcastro oh, whose weapon was his uh, biting sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, My favorite supervillain on that was the evil midnight bomber. What bombs at midnight? Yeah, he was pretty good. He was yeah. pretty good. That was a really a funny one. cartoon. I really enjoyed the tick. But anyways, so it's yeah, so track. you're saying Wikipedia on got track. this wrong? Wrong. You, yes. Yeah. I didn't personally. I mean, I told people to kill people. Mm-hmm. I will not lie about that. You never pulled the trigger. No, no, no. Why, I mean, what, why not? Why Why draw that line? Oh, my hands are very delicate. <laughs> have very delicate hands. That's why you never see my hands in that. It's just my face. That's right. We, pictures. Own, we never see the hands. Just, yes, exactly. Did you sell a hand sanitizer? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, what was it called? It, it was called uh, uh, Che Clean. Che Clean. Che Clean. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Keep we went, it Jay clean. Keep it Jay clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there were several things that we went through for uh, that hand sanitizer. Ooh, can I, can I describe the packaging? Can, yes. Can is, I offer is, another tagline? I think I'm pretty good at these. See. Uh, uh, you've been fighting uh, Americans <sighs> in the jungle all afternoon, but no one has to know about it. <gasps> so oh, that's good. Clean. Can I try one? Yeah, yeah sure. Let it go. Go for it. Okay. All right. I'm sorry I'm calling you so late. <laughs> I was just washing my hands. It's going to take forever. Yeah. No, I realized that I made a mistake. Oh, God. This is like when Don Draper had that breakdown. Oh, Which breakdown? Which one? I, I stopped at season four, so, oh. and there were like ten up to that. I stopped on season six. Uh, keep <laughs> so, going. It's good. Uh, let me ask you this, Leonard Cohen. So, like, you, 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 you know... 
we're talking a little bit about your first performance, you know, which I didn't know was just uh, you peacekeeping between all the Jimmies at this uh, one fundraiser. Uh, um, but you, in addition to being prolific, it seems like you toured a lot. Like, it seems like you you really enjoyed performing in front of people. Um, and there's this famous performance of yours in Israel in 1972 where things don't seem to be going well. So you go backstage and take LSD and then go back out and perform. Is that true? That's true. All right. Yeah. So what was your what was your thinking there? Because LSD is not the kind of drug that I would think like, oh, I'll take it and then my performance will be better. Right. I thought this performance needs a lot more God in it. OK. And Elsie so, was going to do that for you. Yeah. I went backstage and I took something that I often use in order to have conversations with God. Okay. I took some LSD and I came out and I looked at everybody in that audience and I apologized for calling so late, but I needed to say that. <laughs> And then I started singing all of my songs, and I was like, "This song." All of is- your songs, <laughs> all of them at once. All of them at once. Wait, I said I- every single one of these songs is about blowjobs. Oh, oh wow! You oh. laid it out there. Yeah, uh, secret chord limousine waits, and everybody knows. Oh. And I started going on and on. That and is on. like a medley. That is like every one yeah. of your songs at the same time. And I brought out Jimmy Buffett. And oh. Jimmy Buffett was there. Jimmy Buffett was there. Yeah, we used to tour together. He's got okay. a good hat. <laughs> Yeah, good hat. <laughs> where, where is the Jimmy Buffett style hat where in the, the in the hierarchy? Oh, is it above fedoras? Is oh, it... It, uh, fedora ten, Jimmy Buffett nine. Okay, uh, on a so, scale one so to ten, oh. it is ten it, is high. The the fedora is number one, but yeah. just it just barely by a hair, hair loses Jimmy out. Hat. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever eaten at a Margaritaville? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And a and a senior frogs and a senior frogs. Yes, both of them. How, how does Margaritaville rate in terms of lifestyle? Uh, 10, 10, hat is nine, but the lifestyle is 10. Well, I'm sorry for calling you goop because Margaritaville doesn't seem very goop-ish to oh, me. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all, well, it's I not feel, quite artisanal enough. I feel like oh, yeah. you've been off in a lot of your barbs today, Leonard Cohen. Like, I don't think you were fair calling me. Oh, shut up, suit. suit. <laughs> all right. I just Shut your that, mouth, suit. You've hey, changed listen, suits twice. Let me, well, I, you've been I here. dared God to kill me. And he did one week after that album came out. <laughs> I do not fuck around. All right, I no, do no. not fuck around. Yeah, I will no longer challenge Leonard Cohen. In uh, my <laughs> 80s, and I dared God to kill me. And he did. Wow. All right. Um, I, I don't want to seem rude, but I'm going to... Everybody gonna... knows. <laughs> I have another question for Che Guevara. Yeah, uh, so you were one of the architects of the... Uh, it's really shaking off that last monologue from from Leonard Cohen here. Oh, yeah. You were one of the architects of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Gotta try to focus here. What does everybody uh, know? <laughs> what is the thing that everyone knows? Just please don't oh, come on. That the please dice don't. are loaded. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. Okay. All right. So I didn't know it, but now I do. The game is rigged. Check of our, so yes. you were one of the architects of the Cuban Missile Crisis, which uh-huh. we in America view as a success because nuclear war was averted because of John F. Kennedy and his administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were upset, though, that you couldn't fire nuclear missiles at the United States. Oh. Yes, see. Why would that have been a success to you? Were you not worried about the threat of nuclear war, nuclear escalation, that sort of thing? I mean, I wouldn't have pressed the button myself. Mm-hmm. I would have had someone else do Again, it. Again, this it feels yes. like a real thin see, line no, no, of no, responsibility just, here. Uh, no. You're not going to get your hands dirty on that one. No. It's just a button. Yeah, check, check clean. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you don't know who touched the button before, what the manufacturer. Wait, wait, it sounds it, like wait, you have is OCD. Is it that you're a germaphobe? <laughs> oh, Wow, what a breakthrough. I guess I am. Oh, this has explained so much. Is this oh why God. you haven't left your house in 10 months? Yes, and why I hated being in that jungle. I oh. remember when you walked into the uh, the studio, you turned the lights on and off like 15 times, right? 15, exactly. So wow. then my loved ones won't die. Yeah, I mean, well, that's uh, that's the way that an OCD, that's classic OCD right See? there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. Wait, so how did this then, then um, you know, so, so you, obviously you wouldn't push the button because you're afraid that there were germs on it yes. because Che Guevara, we have, we have discovered, mm-hmm. has very severe OCD. See, yes. But then what about the retaliation? What about the, the, the United States launching a nuclear weapon at, at Cuba? Oh, that was oh, uh, lame. That was real lame. Uh, I, uh, I, you know what? I, I, I didn't want to. It's sort of like was like, ah, you did this and then you did this. And then we forget how it all started. And I was like, oh, gosh, why? How did we get into this? And mm-hmm. I wasn't. Uh, but I thought, you know, America stood for what I 
uh, I thought we could just bring it to the ground and rebuild. Mm-hmm. That was everything. What, you wanted everything. to you wanted to bring everything to ground. Yes. Cuba, Russia, yes. uh, the United States, get it all. Yeah, Latin America. And start new with everyone gets their own share, mm-hmm. and then sells others on other shares, uh, and then always... you stay in a in a condo mm-hmm. in the Poconos for just one week out of the year. Right. And yeah, I just uh, I it blows my mind that you would have gone that far. That you would have killed. Millions and millions well, not of me. people. It wouldn't be me. Well, it would but, have been you. If you order yeah, somebody to pull the button, me, to, to pull the trigger, to push the button, you are responsible. You're culpable. Uh, well, maybe then. I mean, it's it, we just all got to get our hallelujahs, don't we? Leonard Cohen, let me ask you this. If you don't necessarily like drink the whiskey or smoke the cigarette, but you order someone to do those things to you, uh, aren't you still responsible for that? Uh, No. No, you're not. You, no. you agree with Che Guevara. See? I agree with Che 100%. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I think it's... Che a... and I see eye to eye on literally everything. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that Che and El Cohen are <laughs> best friends. See? We have a timeshare, and we go with our families. You're going you're gonna to do a timeshare with... With uh, we have with a Chicago. Chicago. Oh, you we already have, have a time. We have it, yeah, yes, right. in in uh, Fort Lauderdale. It's beautiful there. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yes. there. You guys have been to the Pebble Beaches. Oh, oh. oysters. Oh, <laughs> dollar oysters. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we go, and then we go to less affluent parts, and we, and we give them my CDs and his <laughs> and his shirts and it his is. sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of my literature, I mean, yeah. yeah. I think that there's better chair work to be done, but at least you're yeah. giving something to the poor. At least you're giving them something. Poor you know? I don't see what's better. Hmm? What's better? Nothing. I, nothing. I'm not going to argue this with uh, Leonard Cohen and Shea Guevara. Name it both. Let me, let me okay, ask you this, Leonard Cohen. So I, I, I found this theme in your biography of seclusion. Like It seems like you were mm. uh, a public figure, but you like to dive into solitude every now and again, living in an island on Greece spending five years at a Zen retreat. Was that part of your creative process or was that um, just like a, an impulse that you had? Like you needed to be alone sometimes. Well, I'm not just a lover of people. I'm also a lover of experience and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like the only way I can write about life is if I have a loving relationship with it. It mm-hmm. is both honest and free. And that's what I. That's why I did all those things. That's why you wanted to be secluded was to 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 embrace life. You can't know what it's like to have love and everything around you unless you've experienced what its opposite is. Okay. You can't understand what it's like to be surrounded by friendship until you have been surrounded by nothing. So at you all. need to deprive yourself from things that you love so that you can appreciate them. Exactly right. Exactly right. Also. Um, this is just a, it was a place where I could, I could bring my mistresses back. And then I kept them all in one compound and I would, I would just, I invariably we would break up. They would believe me and then I would just one door down, just say, hello, hello, wow. it's me, it's me, El Cohen. So you weren't, El Cohen. you weren't by yourself then in seclusion at all you were just surrounded by your various lovers and mistresses i was in complete and total seclusion along with <laughs> 20 lovers oh yeah <laughs> along with 20 lovers and it was hey, i can't believe how impressed you are I, by that oh gosh that's that's a lot uh it just along I, with 20 it lovers it sounds like something that jay would jay would get up it's to. not it sounds yeah, like something yeah, it's not seclusion yeah. though it's not seclusion if you're with other people i was completely alone there was nobody there it was just me god Listen, i don't want to get into 20 and 20 women who uh, 20 men and women that i'm that i'm in a relationship with all right it's very progressive and okay. jimmy smith's <gasps> Jimmy Smith was there. I do not want oh. to get into a semantic argument with you, Leonard Cohen, about what seclusion means. Uh, I could not get Jimmy to go to bed with me. I mm-hmm. could not get him to agree. And I that was your Everest. Oh. That was every day. Yes. Oh, uh, on that See. somber note, we're going to have to end this oh, week's episode of Famous no. Dead People. Everybody knows. I'd like oh. to thank my guests. I wanted to get into an argument about what seclusion meant. <laughs> Some more. 
I had to find out. I'd like to uh, thank my uh, guest Leonard Cohen and back. Che Guevara <laughs> for joining me in the studio today. We See? should we'll definitely do a follow up episode for oh, the two of you. We still have a lot of unanswered See? questions See? here. No, there, are there Gracias. things unanswered? Gracias. Things are unanswered. I have here? a lot left to say. I oh, have yes. a lot left. A lot to say. Well, I'd like to ask one of you guys uh, one final question. If you have anything that you'd like to tell uh, the people listening to go check out if you have like a comedian that you like or a Twitter account or something Che Guevara anything you want to oh, tell people see, about uh, you know I love improv comedy mm. uh, <laughs> so I know every Thursday night at the Magnet Theater at 8 o'clock I like to see a group called Junior Varsity uh, and also uh, I follow uh, on Twitter at Gray Megan G-R-A-Y-M-E-G-A-N and uh, Leonard Cohen anything you want to tell people about I just have a quick question how, does, do, they, how do they say yes and in Spanish? In Spanish? Uh, uh, C and... I believe it's... Is it C-E? C-E. 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 It sounds C-E. so much better than C-E. yes and. And uh, Leonard Cohen, any plugs you want to do? Oh, if you love improv as well. <laughs> <laughs> Go see uh, X Plus One, a fully improvised sci-fi uh, podcast, 1940s sci-fi podcast. Wonderful. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email it to us at famousdeadpeople at radioforbooking.com. Check out my website, jarrettberenstein.com, and also go buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio for Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Everybody knows the 